Bonjour, good evening, bonsoir, and welcome to Excel with Etiquette. I'm your host, D. Michelle. Welcome, Excel Nation. Polyvu Francais. I thought I'd throw a little French in there today. Hashtag Excel Nation. Hashtag Excel with Etiquette. Our table topic for tonight is servant leadership. Are you equipped to be a servant leader? Well, stay tuned to find out. First, let us get up to date on our 52-week savings plan. Yes, remember to add the dollar amount that matches the number of the week in the year. And we are in week 17, so we'll be adding $17 this week to our stash of cash. If we stay focused, we'll end up with over $1,300 in December. You can also challenge yourself by doubling your deposits and you will reach over $2,600 if you continue on this track. And I hope you will. So we're going to, tonight we're going to find out, are you equipped for servant leadership? Just think about those two words, servant and leader. Okay, seem like they may not go together because you think a leader uh, have servants under them. But if you are an ex excellent leader, if you're successful at leading, you will be a servant as well. You will humble yourself. You will make yourself available to these people and your team or your employees or your family for that matter or your church group. You will make yourself available by becoming a servant. So we're going to think about your skill set, your influence in the lives of others, your natural desire to lead. Do you have those qualities in your life? Do you have what it takes to be a leader? Or a better question is, do you have what it takes to be a servant leader? Well, what is a servant leader? A servant leader is, you know, someone that not only leads by example, but they serve the ones they lead. They make themselves available for mentorship, training, questions. How about that? A leader is someone that you can go to and get your answers to your questions, or they should be. Also, you should be able to go to that leader for assistance. Anything that you need uh, pertaining to the relationship, pertaining to your uh, work set or skill set, whether it's work related, whether it's relationship related, whether it's spiritual related, you should be able to go to your leader and get the assistance you need. And if they can't assist you, they should at least have some resources available that you can utilize and get the answers to your questions or solve the problems. Leaders are examples for those they lead. 
you don't want a leader that gets off track a leader that uh, you can't count on can't depend on they're not trustworthy you know that's not a great leader we want a leader that we can count on being a servant leader you know it provides more resources for those being led resources could be books it could be literature it could be uh, a video or tape or it can be training great leaders are also trailblazers they they clear the path ahead of you so that you don't have to bump your head and trip and fall on things in the path that you're taking because they've already cleared the path ahead of you they moved all obstacles out the way or at least uh, can navigate around those obstacles and you can look to them for what to do and what not to do where to go what not to go and like I said just navigate through the path of where you're on your way to and hopefully that path will lead to success because great leaders create future leaders that's actually what they're doing they're training you to someday replace themselves or that you can take another group and train and lead them the way you were taught and led those resources preparations and preparing you know clients students employees teammates or whomever because you could be a coach that's a leader you know you can be leading a team of athletes uh, you could be a coach for etiquette or a coach for life skills whoever you are leading you're making sure you have the preparation resources for these trainees to be led in the right direction and to be led for success so how can you determine if you are on the right track for servant leadership well we have some questions we can go through you can ask these questions do you feel compelled to lead others now just that's, that's just a simple question do you feel like leadership is in your blood you can do this you have something to offer people do you feel called to be led to lead excuse me do you feel called to be a leader do you believe that there is something bigger than yourself that you have to offer so if you if your answer is yes then I think you may be heading in the right direction and I have some information to share with you tonight you want to check your motives of why you believe that you are a leader and that you can lead a group or team because you don't want your motive to be wrong or your motive to be selfish your motive to be controlling none of those will fit in this scenario for success So we want to make sure that you're not in it to control people, uh, you know, so you can say I'm over them, I can tell them what to do and they have to listen to me. No, that's the wrong motive. So that don't let that be your motive to lead. The truth be known, people do not want to be controlled at all. They, no one just wants, I just want somebody to tell me what to do, when to start, when to finish, when to take a break, when not to. No one wants to be controlled. People want to be led by a trustworthy, 
honest and dependable leader. They also want a leader that they can respect and that respects them and their input and their opinions and their creativity. You don't want a leader that's one-sided, that's it's my way or the highway, you know, uh, they micromanage everything then you're not really leading. Yes, you're supposed to observe, you're supposed to supervise and, you know, lead that way, but with leniency and with flexibility and allowing a small room for error. Because some people, um, they, they'll learn from mistakes. So, and then they'll know what to do if a mistake comes up. But if they never made a mistake, how are they ever gonna know how to fix it? So we had to think about that. Think about that for a minute. So yes, allow room for error, flexibility, lead, and you know, have a respectful attitude with your group that you're leading. A few more questions. How are you? How are your listening skills? Have you ever talked to someone and you can just tell that they're not listening to gain understanding? They're listening to respond they're they're in their mind they're gathering their response on what i'm gonna say back to them and that's not a good listener a good listener listens and see if this problem or issue being brought forth is something that they can address or they're gonna have to refer but you're not sitting there saying, oh, as soon as they finish, I'm going to tell them this and I'm going to tell them that, da, da, da. You're going to listen for content, for understanding, and making sure that the person speaking is being heard. Your belief for listening should be uh, in the best interest of the person. And you're looking for ways to understand what they're uh, portraying to you. And you want to listen to see how you can help them. That's the purpose of listening. So leaders listen carefully, not to respond, to come up with a response, but for understanding the ways to help. Instead of listening to resolve an issue or solve a problem, we're going to listen to make sure that we can help offer a solution to this person. Your employees or your group should have a great idea or they could have a great idea to save the company or to grow the company revenue, etc. But if you're stuck on, oh, I'm going to tell them this, I've been wanting to say this to them and blah, 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 instead of you know, genuinely listening to their input, because if people feel like they're not uh, valuable they're, they're probably not going to stay so you need to make sure you value them value what they say by listening carefully and finding a way to help them when they bring things to you and if it's an idea that you can use great give them credit don't take credit for their work and if it's not such a great idea find a creative way to let them know we're going to put this on the back burner may revisit it at another time you may tweak it, but never just cut them off and not allow them to be heard because that's very important uh, to others that we work with, live with, have relationships with, 
and we want to continue to keep that door open because if you shut them off, you're closing the door and uh, not only are you closing them in, you're closing yourself out and you may miss out on some great opportunities. So always remember to be a great listener if you're trying to be a servant leader. The next uh, topic we're going to talk on in this subject is empathy. A great leader must have empathy for others, for family, for employees, for anyone you have a relationship, whether it's working or relatable by family or spiritual. We got to have empathy for each other. We got to show that because one day you may need that very empathy or sympathy that uh, is extended. So you want to make sure you sow that so you can reap that. You must understand that each every each and every one of us have an opinion and that we, it should be heard and understood and we may not totally understand why a person uh, feels or thinks a certain way but we certainly can empathize with them and relate in some area we can try to see their point of view and offer feedback that's the least we can do a good leader should have some resources for healing someone that's hurting. You know, whether they lost a loved one or a pet or a spouse, you know, maybe it was a death, but maybe someone separated. We should have some resources for healing, whether it's a book, whether it's a scripture, whether it's encouraged word, encouraging words, maybe a hug. You know, something to offer to this person to let them know I am a leader, but I am also a servant. And if I can help you, I will. And let me see what we can do to motivate you to get past this or to seek help or other therapy. You know, some what some people just need some outside help and they just need someone to direct them in the right path. So as a leader, we can see what we need to do to help with the healing process because leaders have the knack or the ability to change the narrative of the story for the benefits of others and that's why people look to you as a leader because they feel like you have something that they don't necessarily know or have or that you can lead them to it make sure you are an aware person your your awareness is alert and you're aware of what's going on in your office in your home in your church you know, in your atmosphere awareness is key in leadership you can't be sitting there and not know what's going on in your building not not aware of what's going on with your staff your morale in your building you must be aware so we want to make sure that you uh, communicate with staff members, key personnel, as well as low-key personnel, because those people really have the good news and the information that you need, and they just feel like, oh, this leader's not going to listen to me. I'm not accessible uh, to the leader, so I'll just keep this to myself, and they may have some very valuable information, so make sure you speak to everyone in your organization, top to bottom. As a leader, you have a power of persuasion. Yes, your role 
is to encourage and inspire your team to move in a direction that's best for all of you, not just for you, not just to uh, bump you up the ladder or help you climb the ladder, but you need to look at the whole picture and see how this affects your entire team or your entire family. Most people don't want to be directed all the time, so you can't sit there and just direct them and you do this, and you go here and you do that. They want to feel like they are part of the process. They are part of the team and as a leader, that's your job to make sure that that is communicated to them and that they're well aware. We don't want to shut them out, but we want to persuade them and let them know how important they are to the company, the family, the church, any of those. As a leader, you should have good foresight. How is your foresight? Are you able to look ahead and forecast things that could happen, that could go wrong, and what plan B would be if this happened? No, you as a leader, you should be able to uh, think ahead and look out and see any obstacles in the way that you can move aside or navigate around and lead the team in that direction as well. Because your ability to understand and predict the outcomes of actions can help navigate a better course and, and it is just necessary as a leader. So make sure your foresight is in place and ready to lead in the right direction. As a leader, uh, you have to have the ability to conceptualize things. You know, you're gonna, you know, look for your team to look to your team, and you're gonna need to determine how to get them to that goal. How, as a leader, you would need to share your vision and articulate clearly to them: this is where we're going, this is how we're gonna get there, this is how much it's gonna cost, this is. Uh, who we need, you know, if you need to, you know, add a team member, do that. If you need to add extra office help, do that. Because as a leader, you need to have everything in place and visualize how it's gonna happen and then communicate that to your team. Stewardship, it shows that you have accountability and commitment to your team and to the task and to the goal. You, you know, you reach, when you reach your stewardship, you know, it extends far beyond your people and your company. Your stewardship reaches out into the community. You know, the community people are looking at you and your company or your church, and they're seeing what are you giving back. They, they're seeing what are you doing with the money? Are you giving back to the poor, the homeless? This is a key, important role in leadership. Being a good steward over what's been given because you want people in the community to donate. Uh, when you have a fundraiser or when you're working on a project you know, or you're giving out food and you want people to bring food, they're gonna look and see how good a steward you are. You know, So make sure you're being a good example in stewardship. Great leaders have growth on their mind all the time. 
yes we got to see how we can grow this thing how we can scale it to another level what can we do to reach more people what can we do to serve more people this is constantly on the mind of a steward i'm excuse me servant leader yes so we're growing and developing people um you know that's one of your single most successful accomplishments is growth as a leader we don't want to be stagnant we don't want to stay the same and not grow and not produce you know anything that's not growing is, is considered retarded it's, it, it's, it's stuck it's stagnated it's not going anywhere and you as a leader don't want to be in that position you want to be always growing we want to consider working in our community in our workplace in our culture what is our culture presenting to the community what are we showing them what we're about are we teaching our youth are we training them to be leaders are we being examples uh, to them are we mentoring them whether it's in sports whether it's in leadership whether it's in politics it's our obligation as a leader to make sure we're reaching our youth and bringing another generation into leadership. Successful leaders are also known in the community. You know, when you mention Nito Cobain, everyone automatically does. This High Point University president, he gives this here, he gives that, he donates there. Their High Point University makes their presence known in High Point. You can go to restaurants and they have the umbrellas at the table. They have walls painted, murals, painted on the walls i love high point university or i i love hpu he makes his his name his community his school his university known so a leader also has a brand you know you're known for your style you're known for your flair you're known for your fashion you're known for giving you're known for uh sowing seeds or giving big donations or feeding the hungry or you're providing things for the youth. And that is something that High Point University is well known for. A leader should have determination. Determined to study, determined to not quit, determined to research, determined to seek out, you know, whatever is creative, whatever, what other avenues are available to help their team be successful. So are you a determined person? Are you a servant leader? I'm gonna share a few quotes. John Maxwell said, true leadership must be for the benefit of the followers and not the enrichment of the leader. I think that bears repeating. True leadership must be for the benefit of the followers, not the enrichment of the leader. Okay, Ken Blanchard says, Servant leadership is all about making the goals clear and then rolling up your sleeves and doing whatever it takes to help people win. Yes. A servant leader would see themselves as a servant to the team and act accordingly. Quoting the Bible, Jesus said, He that is the greatest among you, let him be as the younger. And he that is chief as he that doeth serve. That's Luke 22, 26. Jesus also said, I made myself servant unto all that I may gain the more. 
So according to the scripture, leaders should be humble individuals. Ask yourself, are you humble enough to be a servant leader? I surely hope so. Well, I want to thank you for letting me share leadership information with you. Make sure you are serving in leadership and excelling with etiquette. Excel Nation, thank you for your support and for joining me today. Remember to tune in every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. and let me know what topics you want to learn about. You can book me for coaching and training at etiquette 404 at gmail.com. You can reach me on Facebook or Instagram at etiquette or call 336-515-0133. I'm your host, D. Michelle. May your etiquette always cost you to excel. Bonsoir. Good night.